Sounds about the same. About the same? Yeah. Uh, okay. Can you hear a dog bark? Yes. <laughs> yep. We heard it too. It's not in your yeah. mind. Okay. Just making sure everyone else can... You guys see the size of that chicken? All right. I'm turning mine down a little bit. All right. Let's intro it and talk about some stuff. Okay. Might as well. Yeah. Listeners, you're listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we three friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we talk about the recently watched movies, which we will try not to spoil. And uh, we're not professional critics, we're just your hosts. I'm Richard, I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Good day. And oh, I forgot to thank the Moonrays. Thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. Say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon Dash Rays, or buy their music on Amazon or Apple Music. There. That's, as they say, housekeeping. All right. Splendidly done. Well, thanks. I do what I can. Um, Recently watched. Uh, It's pretty easy for me. Does anyone else want to dive in there? Go. All right. Mm. In our recently watched, I only have one thing that's a feature-length movie that verges on horror at all, and that is... And brace yourself. I know, Julian, you've got to have seen this. The Vampire Happening? Oh, yeah. Okay. So th- this was uh, back when they had East and West Germany. This was a West German comedy and horror film directed by Freddie Francis, who I'm not familiar with. One of the Hammer guys. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. That explains why you could get a bit of a Hammer vibe from it. Um, do you remember a few years ago when I was talking about how some public access... Uh, horror host was a werewolf with a top hat and they would show like either public domain movies or just bad copies of things they showed this because about halfway through the movie i said oh i know i picked up on this with that public access thing and sure enough uh it was better this way having watched it on amazon prime because it was uncensored so Mm. you so you got a slightly better copy of the movie but all the nudity yep um, as a horror comedy goes, and this was this was kind of a good go with for what we watched this week, it's not especially funny, <laughs> and I don't know if it's culturally a different kind of humor, but it's a little slapstick, a little silly and goofy in moments. Yeah, it's also the early seventies. I, I don't remember this at all. I remember there was a helicopter in it. Yeah, and I, I remember being surprised they sprung for a helicopter. Yeah, there's some sort of a monk who's finally been bitten after much temptation he's been bitten by one of the vampiresses and he's acting just silly and ridiculous um this has pia degermark 
uh, Thomas Hunter, Ivor Murillo, Ingrid Van Bergen, and others that I don't know. Ingrid Van Bergen, I think. Uh, uh, this is it says Ingrid. In Ingrid. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I don't know who this is. Um, yeah, the picture that pops up, she was older, so I couldn't tell for sure it was the character I was seeing. But um, yeah, she was in. Uh, oh no, it was um, Pia Degermark who who was in uh, Elvira Madigan in 1967, which did well and it was critically acclaimed. So it's like let's make an inter- international production and. Uh, yeah, well, we'll get this British director in here. And I didn't know that was a Hammer guy, so that's it makes more right, sense. I know he directed for Tygon. Okay. I forget what, what Hammer stuff he did. Hmm. Let's see if I can uh, pop that up here. I think we're having a little internet <coughs> issue. But, uh, yeah, it was... Um, it's an American actress who inherits a castle in Transylvania, and she doesn't know that her ancestor was actually a vampire countess. And emerges from her tomb to just sort of ravage the village and the Catholic seminary nearby. That's kind of the long and the short of the plot. And yeah, there's a helicopter in there. So, okay. I don't know what to do with this movie. It's just too <laughs> slapstick and uh, it's visually somewhat <clears throat> pleasing, but eh, I don't know, man. Doesn't sound good. I'm not. I'm not going to pick this as one of our movies. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. I watched. I watched a couple more episodes of Young Rock. Oh, okay. With Dwayne Rock Johnson. Still great watching the casting. You know the young actors they have playing him at different ages. It's hilarious. Um, that's it for me. Anyone want to go next? I've just got one. Cool. Oh, oh, that's easy. Uh, finished watching a Japanese superhero series uh, called Robot Keiji. Uh, Keiji is a detective. Um, this is from 1973, 26 episodes. Uh, this is yet another superhero series created by Shotaro Ishinomori. Uh, it was a favorite of Jonathan Ross, who's a British TV presenter. He, yeah. Yeah, you, you've heard of him because he did all those Psychotronic shows. Mm-hmm. He used to dress up as Robot Keiji. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, some of his shows. Um, uh, Shinichi Chiba is in some of the early episodes. Okay, he he, he passed away very recently. Oh, um, so uh, got robot detective and a couple of human detectives versus this organization organization called Bad. Um, <laughs> they're a, a robot rental agency. They hire out these assassin robots to various gangs and things. Um, Robot KG drives a flying patrol car called Joker um, and uh, at the end of almost every episode he uh, Robot KG is depleted of energy so he retreats into his mother's womb <laughs> Ew. he goes to the beach uh, you don't read too much into this Richard okay I'm trying not to <laughs> goes to the beach <laughs> you, you know often crawling and goes mother and then smoke appears in the horizon and this colossal uh, mother robot figure appears and uh, and her womb opens up and a no, no, I know what you're thinking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her womb opens up <laughs> and a beam of light a, a shaft of light envelops him and draws him in t- into her womb and there's this heart shaped hole oh, okay. and he goes inside and it's this 
huge factory inside and so he gets a recharge and and then later episodes he gets like upgrades you know extra bazookas and ground to air missiles and stuff like that yeah all right um when he's hanging out with the civilians he likes to wear a, a jaunty yellow uh, golfer's cap and a a uh, stunning red blazer <laughs> and when he gets worked up his eyes turn red and he throws away his clothes and uh, goes into action and his his eyes turn red and wow yeah so he's a nudist <laughs> yeah you don't want to see him nude because that's when he's in full fighting fury uh, okay um so yeah entertaining stuff i, I, wa- I watch uh, i watch a lot of these these japanese spirit things because they're good for timing my exercises in the morning i know like if i do you know crunches up until the ad break then i've done enough and then oh okay and so on so that's good <laughs> that's cool <laughs> so are they half hour episodes yeah so they're so are they meant to be like a half hour television with commercials so yeah, 26 25 minutes of yeah. show um including the uh, theme tunes but then you get all ads they stick on youtube hmm. so if you yeah if you watch a couple of episodes it's a decent exercise time yeah sounds good cool so that was it yep i've been busy working on um another project for arrow oh, oh nice cool very nice top secret not really i've, I've already mentioned it yeah <laughs> oh, okay the genre line so. oh okay yeah for for which you were doing the research yep yeah. Uh, yeah, just one movie of his to watch, but uh, I'm afraid to search for it myself because it's quite, quite a dodgy title. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. I it's was called Schoolgirl Hitchhikers. There's no way I'm putting uh, Schoolgirl Hitchhikers on a search. I think yeah. that uh, pops up as a, you know a predictive type on Google. <laughs> <laughs> Schoolgirl and just H and Hitchhikers comes up. I only know this because I've heard it from someone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just uh, said, uh, send me a screener, or, or I'll just make something up. And it, okay, I have to say that when I go to make the graphic for this week's movie, Suck, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to do an image search for it, so... Yeah, just do it, just, just search for Iggy Pop. Just super, uh, yeah. 2009. Just super looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, so, Will, you're next. What's going on? Well... Let's see. This week I watched on uh, Joe Bob Briggs' drive-in, Deathgasm, which is a Mm. 2015 New Zealand film. Yeah. Kind of a comedy remake of Trick or Treat. Yeah. You ever seen that? It was all right. Um, It was good and gory. Yeah. I'll give them that. Whenever the you know script got stuck, they chopped someone's head off or <laughs> pulled an arm That's off. That's what uh, Raymond Chandler said to do, isn't it? it? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Have a monster enter the room. Tear everyone's arms <laughs> off. Tear everyone's arms <laughs> off. Oh, uh, but he got that from Jane Austen. So. Right. Now, do you remember that we covered this one for the show? I did not cover this one. Okay, so you weren't you weren't here for it. No, I okay. was not here for this one. Okay. So how'd you like it? It was all right. Yeah. Um, Do you think uh, heavy metal as a as a uh, delivery device for evil is sort of lost its punch? 
I don't know what punch it ever really had, but uh, well, it used to mostly scare, it just felt very derivative. Um, it used to scare the shit out of parents, mm-hmm. but not so much anymore. Yeah. Well, when, when it's did this no come longer out? popular. Twenty fifteen, so Oh yeah. But it's New Zealand, so they're like a decade behind. <laughs> I just lost our New Zealand fan. <laughs> Once they hear the episode. Yeah. Once they get electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen years from now when they download this. Um but yeah, I just found it kind of predictable. That's pretty much what Joe Bob said too, it was like, Well, you've seen it all before but mm-hmm. It's good and gory. Yeah, I remember it being entertaining enough. Yeah, it was entertaining enough. It was just kind of like, mm, okay. Uh, then I watched Man Beast, mm. a Jerry Warren film that <laughs> clocked in at an hour and one minute and was missing an entire reel. <laughs> so at some point, they're walking along looking for someone, and then it cuts, hard cut, to the middle of the villain's sp- big speech about how he plans to take over the world oh spoiling the i mean you you could have figured out the twist because you're older than five (laughs) um but totally ruining the reveal of the villain as some sort of half yeti half man a man beast who delivers speeches yeah okay uh it's right there in the poster yeah (laughs) man beast but I was like, wow, that is that is really bad. I don't know why they would chop out a whole reel from it. Um, it seemed like they had a bunch of Jerry Warren films on that were all like an hour and, you know, some change. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're all missing chunks or what happened there. Um, if, they, if ever a movie that showed the monster for way too long... <laughs> it's man beast because they show the yeti and the camera just holds on him mm. and holds on him and holds on him and you're like man that actor doesn't know what to do <laughs> are they still filming what do i do starts fidgeting yeah he's kind of looking around a little more and it just keeps going and going it's does he start doing a little soft shoe dance he should <laughs> jeez fling yeah. some poo fling some poo as a yeti do um and then what else did i watch oh i watched a movie called scorpion state or not scorpion i fucked that up we'll cut that out yeah sure sure uh mosquito state mosquito state yes uh so it's about minnesota no it's about new york it's a polish american film okay um i don't know when it came out or who made it um a lot of hard to pronounce Polish names are in the titles. Um, it is a bizarre movie. Um, this guy who's uh, seems a little off and certainly has some sort of social anxiety disorder or something. Um, he is a programmer who's developed a predictive program for stock selling for a hedge fund group and uh, so he's quite wealthy uh, but he goes to a party they have and he meets a uh, 
line steward there and invites her back to his place and uh, just bizarre he ends up figuring out how to control mosquitoes I don't want to give away too much this is a movie I'm not sure I liked hmm but I think it'll stick with me. It's a lot like uh, we we call this a Buffalo sixty six. Mm-hmm. If anybody's seen Buffalo sixty six, it's not a good movie, but it's certainly a very memorable movie. And I found myself thinking about it for probably a week or more after I first saw it, hmm. trying to figure out what what were they trying to say with that? What was that? Um, yeah. Uh, basically in that, uh, Vincent Gallo is talked up his girlfriend to his parents, but he doesn't really have a girlfriend, so he meets Christina Ricci, and he basically says, hey, come along and pretend to be my girlfriend. Hmm. And she goes, and uh, I think it's the mother. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Is like a Buffalo Bills fan to the extreme, and it's just—it's kind of an odd, weird little film. Um, and then we watched a show uh, called *The Flight Attendant*, which is on HBO. Yeah, they were um, advertising that pretty aggressively for a while. How's it? How is it? It's really good. Good. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Kelly Kuko. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name or not. Mm-hmm. Um, When's it set? Now. Oh, okay. So she is a flight attendant who meets a guy. I'm not giving anything away, really. It's all first episode stuff. Um, she meets a guy on a flight, a rich guy. They kind of bond over, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to say anything, but blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, he turns up dead and she, she spends the night with him and, and he turns up dead in the morning and she's in Bangkok where he don't want to be arrested. All right. And so she hops on a plane and she's trying to, well, she gets home, but she's trying to get away with, uh, you know, not being caught by the feds or sent back to Bangkok and figure out what happened to this guy because she is a blackout drunk. She does not remember what happened. Um, at some scene, she goes to her apartment and opens the refrigerator. And all that's inside are like three bottles of vodka. And it's <laughs> cheap vodka, too. So, mm. That's rough. Good choice. Uh, no, but it's a lot of fun. It's kind of a crime. I wouldn't say it's a comedy, but certainly not a drama. Have you ever had to leave booze behind because you uh, had to travel or something? What? No. I mean, you should finish the booze, but yeah, I had to. I had to leave some beers in the fridge at the uh, Airbnb. At the Airbnb. Yeah. Oh. Yep. So maybe they'll be there for the next person. That's what I'm hoping, you know, is that when you leave something behind that the next person benefits from that. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some code for like where to hide the weed when you, uh, when you stay in Denver. It really should be. Yeah. There should just be like some standard hiding places that everyone observes in hotel rooms and Airbnbs. 
but uh, behind one of the paintings or yeah yeah maybe just sitting on top of the painting like a ledge yeah maybe yeah might get dusted yeah that's true you know what if you're in denver you can go buy your own weed i'm not hiding weed for you that's true but you buy an eighth and you're only there for a couple days and you don't smoke at all smoke more (laughs) yeah what are you doing sleeping you fool yeah (laughs) quit passing out wake up and smoke some more yeah i don't care if you don't want to do you think we've hurt the tourism industry in amsterdam um by legalizing in so many states now especially here i don't know how much we would have hurt that if we were you know if it was say mexico city had legalized weed or something that may be different because they're closer i don't think amsterdam's a real you know you have to have a certain amount of money to be a tourist to go over there just to smoke weed yeah, that's what I'm saying, is that some people would save up and make it a special trip. Now they're just now like... Now they don't have to save up as much. You could just come here. Or get a passport. Or that. Yeah. They can just come here, yeah. I I gotta wonder. You know, maybe there's some stats on this. Yeah, I don't know about the American tourist industry to Amsterdam. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a popular destination from the UK. Yeah. Um, at least when I was a kid, I remember my dad saying that if you come back from Amsterdam, you have to say that you came back from somewhere else because uh, they'll strip your car. Oh, really? Uh. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, I mean, I've even heard of of neighboring states, you know, just pulling people over because they were coming out of Colorado. Oh, yeah. yeah Kansas. They do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like You've got just Colorado plates and you drive into another neighboring state there. Yeah. I don't know what they're thinking is happening there. Well, they wanted to sue Colorado. Yeah, because they're jealous. legalizing weed. Yeah, it's like legalize it yourself. Could be in jealous. So is that it for... What else is there to do in Kansas? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Well, let's talk about uh, Suck. Um, So this was a movie that you stumbled upon. Yeah. And uh, and the and the preview picture had had Iggy Pop on it. Yeah. So I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And, and you used to have that same expression after I, you saw it. And I do, yeah. <laughs> well, I told you when I saw the uh, the the little cartoon bat at the beginning, the little CGI mm. bat. I went, oh no, oh, out loud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I actually ended up enjoying most of this movie. I mean, there were parts that were maybe not the best. It's not a great movie, but I thought it was a pretty well-done sort of B-vampire comedy. Um, did you want to give our listeners a, uh, a brief rundown of the plot? Yeah, a band called The Winners, uh, a Canadian band, um, is a... Uh, They've been around for a while. You get the feeling have not achieved any sort of success. They are just a bar band that tours around Canada and, and uh, the upper northeastern part of the U.S., it sounds like. Um, well, one night the bass player, Jessica? Mm-hmm. Jennifer? Jessica, I think? Jennifer, I think. And the actress is Jessica. That's it. 
one to the other. Yeah, you're right, though. So Jennifer um, meets a vampire at the bar. Obviously a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't be anything but a vampire. And she goes home with him after fighting with her ex-boyfriend, who's the lead guitar and singer for the band, the songwriter, I suppose. Um, And then uh, they spend the rest of their tour uh, trying to cover up Jennifer's murders and uh, continue on as a band. And uh, meanwhile, they're being hunted by Malcolm McDowell, who will do anything for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he plays Eddie Van Helsing. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jolien, I think you mentioned that uh, that he is the, the Nicolas Cage of the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you might be right on that. <laughs> we said that, and then this very week we watched Gossip Girl, and he was on there. <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, he will do anything. I heard Pigs is really good. Oh, I heard Pig is really good. It's just Pig, is it? Pig, the Nicolas Cage one? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've heard excellent things about it. I want to see it, but not had a chance. Yeah, I don't know where it's playing. Yeah, it's it's only in theaters, I believe. Now, I believe you left out the uh, the the one little plot point that the... Uh, the, the roadie ba- is... Uh, Hugo. Yeah, uh, it's like they're Renfeld. Oh, no, he does turn out that way. But um, that uh, Jennifer, the bass player who has become a vampire, um, improves the charisma and yes. stage presence of the band... Um, she becomes prettier and more talented, and um, and there's of course some sort of vampire magic going on that makes her attractive. I don't, I don't know that she becomes more talented. I think she only becomes more appealing to people because she's right. a vampire and they have some sort well, she, of. She seems to have her own lighting and wind machine. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's all vampire. You know. Yeah, the um, Dreamweaver should just well up as it shows her. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this this has a uh, star-studded cast, in a manner of speaking. Sort of. Yeah, kind of. Um, so this uh, th- this vampire with the with the crazy curly hair. Yeah. This guy's on screen and he's making those crazy faces, but I'm looking at that hair, and the f- and the shape of his face, going, why do I know this guy? Why do I know him? And I realize about 20, 30 more minutes into the movie, as it shows him a couple more times, I've drank with this guy. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's in a band called, well, was in a band called The Burning Brides. Yeah. And in my previous life, um, with, uh, with my previous wife, uh, there was a radio station event where they were on tour, I think, with Audio Slave or somebody at the time. And they kind of uh, ducked out to just do a little bar show. And so it was uh, a really cool thing for the radio station listeners to uh, come out and see the band just on their own in a little bar in Spokane. And so we were just hanging out, drinking with them, and uh, they played live and tore it up. They were so good. Uh, Just a three-piece band. It's him, his wife, I don't know if they were married at the time, and a drummer. And this guy is really good. Uh, and, and the reason I bring this up, other than to just say it was really nagging me until I figured it out, Burning Bride's a really good band. Uh, 
He's Dimitri Coates. Dimitri Coates, yes. And uh, uh, they were from uh, Philly, I believe. In watching this movie, they do this cute thing where every once in a while they kind of recreate an album cover just as mm-hmm. the scene in the movie. Well, the Burning Brides had a T-shirt you could buy where um, the, the uh, his wife, the bass player, was uh, uh, posed as the T-Rex Electric Warrior album cover. Okay. You know, backed up against a stack of amps and the whole thing. It was a really cool T-shirt that they did. And, and so when they freeze-framed on that, in this movie, it kind of made me laugh because they did the kids are all right and Abbey Road, mm-hmm. born in the USA, born in the USA. Yeah, um, I think that yeah they did those three and then they kind of dropped that gag. Yeah, I was waiting for yeah, more. It was, yeah. yeah, that was one of the problems with this. Is say, yeah, they took up this gag and then dropped it. But I was I was waiting like okay, what's the next one going to be? Because you know Abbey Road could not have been more obvious. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, well, maybe younger viewers of this movie wouldn't necessarily catch all of them but uh if not hey kids go do your homework listen to some old albums learn something that's gonna be the only time that anybody's ever said who's that actor and then realized it was somebody they went drinking with (laughs) right you know because usually that happens to me and then i'll go oh you know later that day he was in such and such show yeah if i don't remember you know i'm pretty good with actors but uh Wow. Yeah, it was it was cool. They were um they were touring for they had they'd released um Fall of the Plastic Empire and soon after I saw them and hung out with them, they released uh Leave No Ashes. And uh yeah, all, all I could say was, you know, great band. Um he went on to um to play in some other bands too. So I don't want to go on and on about that, but it was kind of a funny realization. Um, some of their promo stuff they brought with them, and in fact, I dug it up to show you guys. Uh, they had stickers and books of matches. All right. Because they're the Burning Brides. Sure. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. So that was... Uh, wow. Yeah. Fall of the Plastic Empire was the forthcoming album um, at the time, or the one that was currently out. So anyway, um, so this guy uh, went to Juilliard for acting and music because mm-hmm. I was thinking, how did he get his acting chops and get an opportunity to be in this thing? Um, that's kind of a, you know, an important role in the movie is to be the head vampire. Yeah. And it's like when I realized who he was, I'm like, well, how, how did he get there from where I saw him? And uh, yeah, well, his his wife finished Juilliard, but he dropped out to pursue music because i think he had definite ideas some some well-written songs and knew he wanted to do something with it so i think that's kind of how that took off well he wrote the vampire songs in this oh yeah (laughs) that's right um so aside from that which which was a point i liked in the movie at the day had some original songs there yeah uh i kind of wish they had continued it throughout but it was okay to hear yeah how do you uh, i think tvi fit the perfect point when she killed that uh gas station attendant <laughs> the guy with the glasses uh-huh yeah. that was a good scene yeah how did you guys feel about having the star-studded cast of uh henry rollins and iggy pop and moby and alex lifeson 
Alex, yeah, or was it was it Neil Peart or was no, it? No, it was Alex Lifeson. Okay, he was the border guard. Okay, it was Alex Lifeson. That's when they do the gag where he says, "Oh, you're in a band. I was in a band too." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't I couldn't place which member of Rush it was. After she threw up in her purse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how do you guys feel about when? I mean, at least they weren't naming characters after horror directors or anything, but. Uh, having all of these rock stars or punk stars or whatever uh, how do you uh, feel about that yeah they were kind of underused uh i didn't really care about alice cooper but i think that's because i don't care about alice cooper um <laughs> you know i think the best the best role they put somebody in was moby was yeah the head of a band called uh, Secretaries of Steak, which people threw raw meat at, which is great because Moby is a big vegan. Yeah, right. He's, and he's named Beef. His yeah, his character is named Beef. So, you know, that was, I thought that was clever. I wish they had done more of that, like maybe Iggy Pop had played somebody who was really incredibly square and straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I did like that he was kind of a. Uh, Steve Albini out there in Wisconsin at yes. Pachyderm Studios when they went to Buffalo to visit whatever his character's name was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor. 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 And I like that he, uh, he he didn't know who the drummer was because they had a new drummer and giving things away, the drummer gets killed easily. Yeah. I like how the uh, second guitarist at the big battle at the end is like, oh, I'm on your side, just sits out the rest of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> that's right uh i like that they used a little fake kind of stop motiony car for oh, i love that for the you know the scenes of the traveling yeah that was going to be one of my next questions for you guys was did did that work for you because i thought it was great that worked for me uh i wish they had done the bat like that mm-hmm. oh yeah you know um yeah, i that's not a good way to start no, uh, I would have cut the first joke with the with Rollins, whatever, being the DJ. I would have cut that. I would have cut the bat and just started with the, you know, the vampire walking in the bar. Yeah. It'd be fine. Um, Rockin' Roger. But like I said, you know, it's not, it's not a perfect movie, but I found it pretty enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fairly impressed with the fact that they clearly had no money but they did pretty well (laughs) do you think all the rock stars and punk stars sort of uh donated their time to this i have a feeling they didn't have to pay them too too much yeah it's a day of filming just like malcolm mcdowell yeah because i'm sure he doesn't stay on set more than a day he's just like okay we're doing my scenes come on Yep, our our old joke of uh, being able to see the plane ticket sticking out of their pocket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, did you spot Alice Cooper's daughter? Yep. No, but... The, the barmaid was Calico oh. Cooper. I, oh, okay. I did not spot her, but I happened to pull up the cast on my phone when it was bugging me who Dimitri Coates was, you know, who Queenie was, and then I went, oh, yeah. and I saw the first name Dimitri, I remember who he was um and i saw calico cooper and i clicked on that and it was alice cooper's daughter oh i, I wonder what that's like um you he know should have given her a male first name 
Yeah, you should like have. George Cooper. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be weird. Like, suppose, suppose she's the type that doesn't want to cash in on her dad's fame or anything. So she's out there in the world. Let's say she's in her early 20s. And, and she meets some great guy. And they're getting along great. And he, he's looking at her and just sees her for herself. And she's attractive. And after he finds out whose daughter this is he can't help but see his face in hers mm. what's that like in their quiet moments <laughs> mm. just knowing that alice cooper raised a child is scary enough but then you're just gonna see alice cooper's face on your girlfriend's face mm. that's a scary face yeah or if you're dating someone and then you meet all their siblings and you're like ew all i can see is the brother's face <laughs> ew i don't know i've never had to go through that but i've no i've definitely no. seen other people's situations where i think yeah you're looking straight at the uh the parent or the sibling and that's got to be terrible um the club bouncer carol pope i don't Caroline know pope yeah <coughs> she was in the bullwhip brothers yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah, she's a singer. Oh, okay. Performer. And uh, Nicole de Barre? I don't know who this is. Oh, um, kind of buried the lead on this whole thing. Um, uh, Jennifer, um, or I'm sorry, Jessica Paré. Mm -hmm. That's 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 Meg. Megan Draper. Megan Draper from uh, Mad Men. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to figure out for sure who that was, and it's like, ah, she's been in something I watched all of. She learned uh, to play the bass for this film, and um, and then she sang with um, Jesus and Mary Chain on a couple of shows. No kidding. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised she didn't actually sing on the soundtrack for this, because she does a pretty good number on Mad Men. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, she sings at that party. Yeah, and that was actually her, so I thought she was pretty good i was i was uh like i said a little a little surprised that they had someone else sing for her yeah it was a little strange um but maybe she just wasn't confident enough or maybe they wanted a different sound they wanted a different sound is probably it yeah um are either one of you kids in the hall fans yes Julie, didn't dave see foley it. didn't see it yeah on. yeah dave foley was always um he was always one of my favorite of the cast. And, uh, whoa, were there six of them? Yeah, I can't pick a favorite because they, they're once all you start, so good. start, you know, oh, I like Dave Foley better than Scott Thompson. And then you think of some really good Scott Thompson bit. And you're like, oh, maybe I like Dave, you know, Scott Thompson more than whatever. Yeah. So and so and so and so. Mark McKinney, uh, yeah. Kevin McDonald, or uh, Kevin, uh, McDonald. It's a, is it McDonald? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Oh, he's he's great. He's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. They're all really good. It's a, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, for being something that came out of nowhere and like it came out of Canada. Well, yeah, it came out of Canada, but it just it it came out of nowhere on our radar to all of a sudden everyone you knew was watching it back in the 90s. Mhm. Mm um that show the uh, reason why people watch Saturday Night Live so that they could watch kids in the hall afterwards yeah yeah it was it was so strange um 
A friend of mine had trouble watching the intro because do you remember there was a pregnant woman in a bikini dancing mm-hmm. in, in part of it? For some reason, that freaked him out. Mm. He couldn't hang with that. <laughs> and he's now a parent, so I guess uh, maybe he had to get over it for real after that. Yeah, but such a good show. And, yeah. And everybody on it was so professional. And it's like they must have been doing their stuff in the nightclubs for years or maybe public access cable or something. Cause yeah, it, I think they had a live show, if yeah. I remember. It's, it's been a long time since I read anything in them. But I believe they did a live show. Yeah, it was so polished. Yeah. Yeah. So anytime I see somebody from Kids in the Hall in something, it's it's always just a happy little moment. It's like, I love seeing that they're doing things. Yeah. Brain Candy is even a pretty good movie. It is. It's fun. You know, yeah. and it's, it's perhaps not, not as good as the show. Nope. Because it has to be a movie, but oh my God, I ran around quoting that movie for <laughs> way too long. <laughs> I think I was probably the only person who really liked it, and I went and saw it with a couple friends, and they had not seen Kids in the Hall. They did not know what they were getting into. And they watched it and went, what the fuck was that? Why did you make us watch that? (laughs) Yeah, they had no context for it. No, not at all. And I'm laughing. I think we were the only people in the theater, too. It was sad. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it didn't do well. No. Strangely, because everyone I knew was into the show. Um, I I promise that if it's available on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, I'll, I'll buy the box set of all the seasons and... And share, Jolian. You need to watch the show. I think you'll you'll find it. It's probably on some streaming service. It, it should be. If it's not, it should be. Um, Scott Thompson is uh, the Queen, though. That's amazing. Yeah. And uh, I'm trying to remember who did the Goth show um, with Hecubus. Oh God, I'm trying to remember which two cast members did that one. I feel like it was Dave, Dave Foley, and. Uh, and Kevin McDonald. And Kevin McDonald. I, I don't know, but it, it was great. I know it was Kevin McDonald, but I can't picture who the other person was. Yeah. But, uh, I think it was Dave Foley. Let's just, just call it that. Anyway, enough about kids in the hall. Somebody will correct us. Yeah, so the, yeah, there's definitely some heavy uh, Canadian tie-ins here. Oh, it's very Canadian. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. I mean, you don't, you don't have members of, of Rush and kids in the hall in a movie and... You know, not not considered heavily Canadian. The uh, the director slash lead actor slash writer Rob Stefanik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he he worked on a Gene Simmons TV show, didn't he? Oh really? Oh, the Gene Simmons Family Jewels. Uh, My Dad the Rockstar. Oh, okay, different one. Interesting. I did not know that. Uh, mm, that must be where he probably got these contacts for yeah that would make sense um i'm scrolling through his uh imdb and it's a bunch of stuff <coughs> before this he did a movie called phil the alien which i've not seen phil, um i don't think i know that one either no that's ring a bell yeah he this guy was uh doing a lot of acting before he did any directing obviously um wow let's see i want to go to his director credits only here let me let me see what we got here he's got 10 credits epic studio my 90 year old roommate spun out anxietyville the stanley dynamic 
there was a making of for this movie. Um, like you mentioned, Phil the Alien, Waiting for the Man, which is a short, and What It's Like Being Alone, which is a television thing. So, uh, off to a good start. I mean, I, th- I thought this... One of the reviews said that this had the makings of being a, a cult movie already. I don't know that I would agree with that, but it's kind of a fun little add-on that you can tell your horror buddies about, you know, that yeah. pro- probably didn't bother to watch I mean, when they saw the title pop up, when they were scrolling through their streaming services, you know? Yeah. I think it's like, hey, you know, it's worth a watch. It's fun. Yeah. yeah a, lot of, a lot of cool casting decisions there. I like the range of photography it was well done. Yeah. Yeah, they did pretty different, good. You know, they're going in and out of videos or, you know, states of mind or animation or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the lighting was good, too. They, yeah, and yeah. makeup was really good. Yeah. You know, and it's a comedy. I don't know if I'd say it was terribly funny. I didn't love once. I know um, uh, Emily sniggered when... Um, uh, Iggy Pop's last words. Yeah, but that was it. What did he say? Wanker. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, he says it like he's not used that word before. That yeah, that bothered me. I didn't care for that. that I was mean, like, mm. do you think maybe that was the point? To to make it just sort of out of character like that. Mm, I don't know. It just you know just didn't fit yeah if he screamed something unintelligible maybe yeah um i did notice that uh they they kept having the uh their their renfield character cut up the bodies of the hacksaw <laughs> yeah when they finally uh like they, they 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 cut away from what he was doing but you could hear it cutting it mm. yeah it sounded pretty gross Mm. That was some some uh, good foley work. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the effects, you know, the gore, it was all right. I mean, they don't show much. Yeah, I mean, they show the after effects of mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's just the splatter and everything. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, they d- yeah, but they didn't do a whole bunch of like, you know, throats getting ripped out or anything like that, Mm-mm. which probably would have. Um, been distracting in a movie like this because it's meant to be kind of funny and silly yeah but uh it's better than the vampire happening well then we <laughs> have that then yeah i you know when Mo, when moby first showed up in the movie i went oh is he supposed to be like the guy from uh disturbed is he supposed to be that's uh i i thought of the guy from disturbed i also thought of the band live Oh yeah, yeah. There was a bald guy in that. He yeah. had a long ponytail. Yeah, yeah. That Ten Commandments hairdo. Yeah. yeah. Um, is that what that's called? <laughs> yeah, when you got just the the, the Yule Brenner little tail. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, and then I was like, "Who is that anyway?" And then I realized, "Oh, that's Moby." If I thought for a minute, I could probably come up with the singer from Live's name. Um, he did. Back to the the days of uh, when I was married to a woman in radio, um, he did tell her a funny story about when they they first went off on their big first like U.S. tour. Mm-hmm. I guess they were like pulling up to this tunnel like 
I think they were just about to go into New York or just about to leave New York City. And they were like at the Lincoln Tunnel or whatever. And some dude runs up to the vehicle and has like a, a Sony camcorder box, like a high eight camcorder, because back in the day, that was your good camera that you could get a hold of. And he's like, hey, you guys want to buy a camera? You know, he's like, 50 bucks, 50 bucks right now. Come on. And it's like they're, the light's going to turn green. The, the traffic's going to start moving. They dig up 50 bucks, hand it to them, and they get into the tunnel and they open it up to see if, you know, they can charge the battery or whatever. And it's a brick. <laughs> it's a Sony box with a brick in it. Oh. I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> I can't remember, but I I saw them. I can't remember the story they told, but I saw them on some show, uh, David Letterman or somebody, some late night show, and they told some great anecdote. And I was like, wow, they should be storytellers because, you know, they'd lease the lead. It was like, he tells a pretty funny story, but pff, they're a terrible band. <laughs> <laughs> they had some song like they had like one hit and then that was that was kind of it which there was one about lightning strikes or yes. something and apparently they were playing live um and it got struck by lightning and the the uh the a storm rolled in oh. and apparently the uh the the bleachers the stands whatever the seats got hit by lightning and some people got hurt i'm not sure if anyone died but uh yeah that did happen and they had to hear a live concert <laughs> <laughs> at least somebody got out of it insult upon injury <laughs> of course there's no video footage of it for obvious reasons <laughs> no because you can't record with a brick <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah I, I could almost think of that dude's name but I'm not gonna mess with that um, so yeah as far as uh, comedy George Cooper <laughs> <laughs> yes, George Cooper. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's probably a couple more stories too that I could think of, but um, so this this movie's a, a, a horror comedy or a comedy horror um, or neither or neither. Um, in in the uh, the limited number of of horror comedies that actually clock in as being somewhat horrific and somewhat comedic. How do you think this one lands? Mm. Well, it doesn't do as well as, say, Shaun of the Dead or what we do in the mm -mm. shadows. Oh, that's brilliant. But it does better than, say, Vamp or... I don't know if that was a comedy or not. I think it intended to have some funny business in it. Yeah, but. um... Yeah, when you start looking at more like this, uh, nothing... They're hard to find other... Yeah, like this... Uh, okay, so when I'm on uh, IMDb, more like this includes Big Bad Wolf, which I'm not familiar with, Lesbian Vampire Killers, which Jolien, I think, mentioned is terrible, yes. Um, Meant to be Broken, I'm not familiar with. Uh, Another one that came up was a takeoff from Breaking Dawn. Oh, Mm. Don't know that one. Heartless, Fist of Jesus, When Animals Dream, Peepers. Uh, of course, Vampire Happening. <laughs> no, none of these sound good or bad, really. They yeah. just sound like generic movie titles. Yeah, I mean, none of. Uh, if I'm if I'm naming uh, horror comedies, it, it, the first 
things I'm going to think of are going to be what we do in the shadows and Shaun of the Dead. You know, that's always. Would you classify uh, American Werewolf in London mm-hmm. as a horror comedy? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that might be the top of the pack there. Yeah, uh, I'd go with um, Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, that's a horror comedy. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is on both. Yeah, it's it's a little on the darker side of it, but uh, yeah, any any of the scenes that uh, yeah. I can think of a lot now that I... Uh, I mean, I've watched Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein so many times. Yeah, that's another horror comedy. Yeah, that one was probably the first one I ever saw that I knew it was supposed uh, to be funny. Reanimator. Oh, Re-animator. yeah. Yeah, definitely Reanimator. Yeah, there's probably a bunch I can't think of right now. Oh, certainly. What was it What was it he says? Um, what, did you want me to leave you a note? Cat dead, details later? <laughs> or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah his delivery is brilliant yeah <laughs> yeah that is a perfect movie in so many ways um yeah let's see Return of the Living Dead Young Frankenstein Young Frankenstein Young definitely Frankenstein. I'd say Young Frankenstein is more just straight comedy though yeah yeah it's not really horrific at any there's point. no <laughs> point in that movie that's horrific and uh you know it's merely, you know, a takeoff on universal horror. Uh, Fright Night. Yeah. Uh, Fright Night, yeah, that might count. Uh, yeah, I like Fright Night. Uh, yeah. House was kind of a horror comedy. Yeah. Evil, Evil Dead 2. Oh, Evil yeah. Evil Dead 2 is a big one. That's one of the funniest as, as far as horror comedies go. Yeah, we're having a, a dog wrestling match in case anyone wonders what those gremlin noises are. We run a dog fighting ring <laughs> while we podcast. <laughs> yes. yeah. uh, but it's a very small room, so we only have chihuahuas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so so in the horror comedy world, yeah, you're you're up against either loser movies no one's heard of or these heavy hitters that you can't compete with. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of middle ground here. <laughs> <laughs> we should just talk about gremlins and see let's see if they'll come in and perform like this gremlins that's another horror comedy hey i'm glad i mentioned it <laughs> yeah yeah that one's actually pretty funny yeah yeah that's a good one yeah um when are they gonna remake gremlins oh hopefully never <laughs> I, I was asking this question at work today um what was the? What, oh, I was trying to remember what, what movie I asked. Should they remake? Because if somebody had asked at some point in history, should they remake Invasion of the Body Snatchers? Well, the first iteration was great. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was no reason to try and improve on it. But the one from the seventies is really good. I think because that that. The whole story is just so relevant all the time <clears throat> yeah. that it should be remade every 10 years. Yeah, plug it into yeah. whatever the modern time is. Yeah. So I think the faculty was a good take on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think um, the young woman at work brought up the fact that uh, they keep remaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre or making unnecessary yeah. sequels. Yeah, because that, that was perfect first time. Right? Yeah, there was no need to ever remake it. I don't hate on what was it 2003 mm-hmm. I don't hate on it but it does still feel unnecessary yeah. it's totally unnecessary 
Yeah. What more could you say after Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is Which a, is a, horror a better movie. And it's a horror comedy. The Texas yeah. Chainsaw Ca- Massacre. Yeah. I, I'm just so disappointed I did not know Dennis Hopper wielded two chainsaws in that movie. <laughs> I feel like I've missed out on something in life. Right. Um, yeah, on, yeah f- films that have a good concept but didn't land it. Yeah. So like uh, Wheels and Wheels. I wish Rob Zombie would do that. I keep saying that. Ooh, that'd be a good one, yeah. Yeah, doesn't werewolf, Werewolves on Wheels not have the appropriate amount of werewolves in it? Doesn't get to the point of the movie until right at the end, and then it's just a couple of werewolves. On a couple of motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. It like, should be a whole gang. You know, I, I think werewolf biker gang's a great idea, and it did happen in one of the movies we saw. Yes. Uh, and it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need to have... Uh, Oh, I would say at least a dozen. You know, yeah. you don't want so many that it's overwhelming, but you want enough to where it's like you're going to lose a bar fight. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you yeah, have so something like Thirty Days of Night, where it's an isolated town and they just ride in and yeah, that would be great. You know, like uh, maybe there's going to be a music festival, Sturgis, or Sturgis. Werewolves take on Sturgis. Werewolves over Sturgis. You know, and you've got 40,000 baby boomer wannabe <laughs> bikers to mow through for 90 minutes. <laughs> Just hateful people after hateful people that you're glad to see get chewed up by biker werewolves. Yeah. You know, and then you have somebody who's fairly decent, who's a townsperson who defeats the werewolves because it's a movie or maybe just you gotta defeat evil at the end i think I, I think because of where it is in south dakota i think the the battle royale has to end up being uh at mount rushmore sure devil's tower or devil's tower Ooh. or crazy horse <laughs> i mean crazy horse would be great you know there's no reason that there couldn't be some sort of a uh you know, because the way it's being sculpted, his arm is outstretched and pointing. You know, there could be some sort of a werewolf jousting situation. <laughs> okay. They're going to finally finish that and declare it open and that arm's going to fall off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Better that than the, the nose or something. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, if you look into the history of it, like, I think Lincoln's face fell off a couple times as they were trying to sculpt it. Really? Yeah, that's why it's set back further. Uh, I believe it was either it was either Lincoln or Jefferson. The listeners are like, oh, I'm getting so much great information on this movie <laughs> right movie now. Movies suck. I'm listening to these these podcasters daydreaming about the werewolf movie they would make. Speaking of which, that's not on topic. Yeah, I wanted to thank you for the JFK podcast. Oh yeah, it's the, awesome. The enduring secret, and it is such an insomnia aid. <laughs> I have to listen to every episode at least three times because I fall asleep the first two. Well, he has a very soothing voice. He has a very soothing voice. Yeah, very sincere. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but it, it's great. It's fantastic. Awesome. I'm glad I'm you like it. I'm enjoying it a lot. Well-researched. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a standout from a lot of bad ones. Yeah, I've not listened to any others, so. Yeah, you're, you're starting out on a better one. Yeah, it's pretty good, so thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I like other podcasts. I listen to a lot of them, especially while I work. Yeah. 
I don't fall asleep listening, so that's good. Uh, one I'm uh, listening to is uh, Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they, they, they cover all genres, but uh, the episode in Candyman is really good. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's out now. It, it's the I don't know I don't think they've done the new one yet but the the one on the the 90s oh okay Candyman is really good yeah I just meant the new one came out this past weekend well guys um, this is the part of the show where normally I, I like to ask about the recommends now first I want to say that in IMDB um, this gets a 6.1 and, and this is having uh, reactions from um, basically 4600 uh, people rating it so it's 6.1 out of 10 uh, you said that's fair I would say I'm somewhere I'm somewhere in that area with it too I mean 6 out of 10 stars I might go up to a 6.5 but I wouldn't go to a 7 6.6 yeah we'll go to 6.6 <laughs> but I won't go any higher Okay. that's it 6.6 suck <laughs> right um, I enjoyed you a lot. You know, you were more fun to watch than Man Beast or Deathgasm, but uh, but yeah, six point six is it's as high as I'll go. <laughs> and they splashed enough money on it to make it easy to look at, you know. Yeah. And you, you have all those moments of oh, I know who this guy is, I know who that guy is. Um, Julian, what about you? Uh, maybe it's a TMI, but I prefer Deathgasm. Oh really? I uh, liked Deathgasm. I was, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I didn't laugh at this one um, whatsoever. I don't think I'm cut out for these kind of slacker comedies. Mm. It's just it doesn't hit me. Where, it's, it's just me. Where the main characters are lazy losers that yeah, something and, and happens to. Is like um, he was the least charismatic person in the movie, and he's the lead. He's supposed True. to be the lead singer and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't enjoy this. I thought it was Jamie Kennedy for a while. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know what, what he looks like in different ages. Um, yeah, the, the casting, it was a lot of stunt casting. Uh, you could have had literally anybody from a somewhat obscure band play Rock and Roger. You know, just somebody with a little attitude. I love Henry Rollins, but uh-huh. it's like, oh, there's Henry Rollins doing a thing. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, what, two or three of these people in concert. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought Jessica Parry was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm McDowell's good as always. Yeah. And, and I'd rather be watching Oh Lucky Man again than... I like that little bit. <laughs> I thought that was... A yeah, I really liked uh, Barbara, th- Barbara Mar- 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 Marabolo. Mama Bolo, yeah, um, yeah, she was really good. Yeah, I like she, that she they does cut the best originals. Well, song in that. Yeah, I like that they cut the Lucky Man in to mm-hmm. you know be a flashback. Yeah, I thought it was a pretty clever way to yeah. do yeah. Uh, a cheap flashback. Yeah, that uh, really grabbed my attention when that, that looked good. You it know? did. It did. Um, not perfect, but I think that's part of the reason I like this movie is you could tell it had no no budget, but they were fairly creative. Yeah. in ways to get around that no budget mm-hmm. and that always will boost a movie for me um, one know. of the things they did was uh, most of the club scenes are filmed in one club they just filmed on different floors mm-hmm. oh. did you know that? no I didn't know it was different I just thought they really 
they worked on, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Re- changing up those, it, you know. the one set. But, uh, you know, it's things like that. And, yeah, the comedy wasn't great, but, you know, it was a B-minus film. Yeah, that's probably... I mean, if you've not seen what we do in Shadows or any of the no- other oh, number so of good. films we've we've <laughs> talked about, uh, please watch those before you watch this. Um, I tried to watch some other vampire comedy a while ago with uh, Alicia Silverstone. Stone. Oh, it's with a couple of women. Yeah, and... Uh, I forget what it's called. And, uh, yeah, I can't remember what that was called. Um, but, uh... What's her name? Ritter? What's her name? Oh, Kristen Ritter? Kristen Ritter's the other one. Ooh, not, not good. Not at all. Shot like a TV show. Felt like a really bad pilot, maybe? Uh, they got maybe that's what it was. Bumped up to a, a full-length script or something. Um, or maybe they should have, you know, bumped it back and made it a pilot. I don't know what went wrong, but, um, compared to this, this is a lot better. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think we all kind of agree that this is, uh, you know, not something we can recommend to, to our our friends or other horror fans, but we got a whole list of ones we can, and maybe, maybe we need to do an episode on that sometime. Horror comedy? Maybe we should just do an episode on the werewolf movie we would make. (laughs) Maybe. You know, I I think that... uh, Or the vampire movie we would make. But when we talk about Rob Zombie directing werewolves on wheels, it's like, yeah. Yeah, we can can give him an outline for what it should do. Yeah, have him on. Yeah, I think that would be a great idea. I used to be able to say I have that connection, but I don't have that connection anymore. Anywho, um, Jolien, did you have an idea of what you wanted for next week? No, I've completely spaced it. I've been no, that's fine. Doing other stuff. I almost spaced on this one until you called me and said, hey, we're delaying the recording. And you're like, good, because I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to watch a movie. Yeah. Well, at least it's... Uh, yeah, I'll think of something. At least it's just a night. Oh, we should do um, uh, that Barbara Crampton movie. Oh, Jacob's Wife. Yeah, that's an easy pick. Let, let's do that, because that, okay. that's on Shutter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do Jacob's Wife for next time, and uh, we can uh, hopefully have a great experience with that and say that it's awesome and worth watching, (laughs) which I really hope is the case. (laughs) I'm ever the optimist, you know. All right, anything else before we get out of here? I don't think so. All right, listeners, thank you for listening. (coughs) Clown.